welcome back to another episode of the Rugby Review. This week we've got another special guest, and it's Warrington Wolves man, Danny Walker. Danny, how are you, mate? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad at all. Uh, you know, just the, the England senior team there was a night off last night, so uh, just kept just chilling out, and then we're heading back up a little bit later on. That's great. Uh, so what we like to do on the rugby review just to start off with is we like to find out the players route into the game. So I'm going to pass over to Ethan and he'll discuss that with you. Cheers, Ethan. Uh, so Danny, first off, uh, how did you get into the rugby league and who influenced you to take up the sport? Um, yeah, so I was about, um, I about three, four, something like that. Um, I've got two older brothers, um, two twin brothers, <clears throat> and, and they they were playing down over at Wollstone Rovers and. You know, I remember um, I was I was always in love with the game back then, and, and you know I always had a, had a ball with me at all times, and was always going to every training session more than them sometimes, um, and you know being down there and you know just picking a ball up to myself and you know just just enjoying it, and and then uh, my dad took me down to Ireland Sharks when I was about six, and from then on in it's uh, kicked on, yeah. You made your Super League debut with Witness uh, against Lee. Um, what was it like coming through the academy system at Witness and then obviously moving to Warrington? Um, yeah, you know, when whenever people ask me this question, um, you know, Witness was the best thing that, um, that I reckon I've did in my career so far. You know, I wouldn't be where I am now if it if it weren't for if it weren't for Witness. And you know, I felt like at the time I had a couple of different offers when I was fourteen, and just uh, and I was at Crossfields at the time, and a couple of different offers from a few clubs and. You know, I went down to Witness and, you know, I just felt I felt um, really wanted there and, you know, I could see a clear pathway and, and you know, I felt like it, that was the right move for me at the time and, you know, I went, I went there and you know, it was a, a very hard-working environment and because, you know, the majority, majority of the lads that was there, it was, um, you know, we, we, was, we was come from working-class areas and, you know, we was, uh, we, we was never the... The, the best, like, uh, we had a few really, really good players, don't get me wrong, like, went through scholarship and stuff like that. and But we, we was probably more than so classed as probably not the best in the country, some of us, um, even though we felt like we were. But, you know, it was always your Wigan, your Saints, your Warringtons, <clears throat> who, who, had your, who had your bigger name players at that time. And, you know, we, we had to work really hard. Um, and, you know, it's uh, definitely something that's worked out for me. And how did the uh, move to Warrington come about initially from Witness? Um, yeah, so I remember when I was in under-19s, just, just going into me under-19s, uh, you know, Warrington offered me a deal then, but um, like I say, I was, I was happy at Witness at the time and I didn't I didn't want to move on. Like I said, I could see a clear pathway into the first team there. Um, and then obviously we, we, uh, we went into the year at Witness and, you know, we got we ended up getting relegated, which meant that my contract was void. Um, so I could listen to offers on um, other clubs, and you know, Warrington come knocking, and you know, I felt like at the time it was, you know, I was all for trying to, you know, trying to help Witness get back to Super League. You know what I mean? That was one of the big toughest decisions um, of of my career, leaving there, and you know, Warrington come knocking, and, and I felt like you know, being a hometown lad, um, if I didn't take that opportunity then. You never know whether it comes back around. So, you know, I felt like I had to take it there and then because, you know, like I say, I wouldn't have always wanted to play for, for Warrington and, you know, you never know if it if it could come back around again. Obviously, now you've kind of cemented yourself in the first team and around that area. What's it feel like playing for Warrington at a Super League level 
compared to playing for Widnes? Um, yeah, you know, playing any level of Super League, you know, it's uh, whatever team it is, you know, it's always an absolute honour. And, you know, it's, I remember after my debut, I remember I thought I thought I was done, done and dusted because I got knocked out after 14 minutes and I thought, you know, I'm never... I'm never going to play Super League again. And, you know, Dennis Betts give me give me a few opportunities um, over at Widnes. Um, but, you know, I, I, I remember my first game for Warrington and, you know, I ran on the field, like Super League level, and I ran on the field with um, Benny Westwood um, at the same time. And, you know, he was, he's a childhood hero type of thing. So I, I, I just remember reflecting on that after the game. And at the time, you know what I mean? I never really realised how big of an occasion it was for myself. You know, um, obviously playing for Wellington, and you know, after reflecting on it, um, you know, it, it was something that I'm immensely proud of. Um, because I remember being sat in the stands when I was a kid with, you know, my parents and my brothers, and, and I sat there watching it. And, and now I get to do it every week, which uh, you know, is something that I definitely don't take for granted. And you mentioned Benny Westwood there. Obviously, he was a long-time servant of the club. Did he give you any advice whilst you was playing with him, and what to take it to the future? Um, no, not really. I wouldn't say advice. Um, it's probably just more so just, you know, just meeting him as a person and just how, how he goes about his business and how he is as a person. You know, it's a, it's a pleasure, pleasure to know him on a personal note. Um, because, you know, I remember, like I say, when I first met him, um, it was a bit, bit surreal. Um, you know, obviously, childhood hero, someone that I used to have on the back of my shirts. And, and I, I, you know, I had the pleasure to play with him. And um, so, no, I wouldn't say it was more advice. Uh, it's just more, you know, just getting to know him as a person and seeing how he is, is just an absolute pleasure. I believe Ethan's got a couple of questions that he wants to ask as well. Yeah, just touching on your your debut for Warrington, obviously you're Warrington lad. What was that feeling like, that first game you managed to get put on the jersey and you knew you were starting? Uh, yeah, you know, like I say, it was, it was a extremely proud moment. Uh, but, you know, I probably... At the time, like I say, like uh, I never really reflect on how big of an occasion it was for me. Whereas now I look back at it and I think, you know what, it's something that I'm immensely proud of myself for doing. Um, like I say, I remember the days when I was going to training um, at, at Rylands and Crossfields, and you know, I used to have a Warrington kit on and, and stuff like that. And everyone there used to have Warrington kits on. And then now I look at it in the way that kids are doing that now, and they're looking up to me. So you know, it's something that. You know, I definitely reflect on now, and it's uh, definitely something that's always going to stick with me. Um, but like I say, at the time, probably never really realised how big of an occasion it was for myself. But it was certainly something that was nerve-wracking uh, because obviously, you know, I know that all my family was there, my friends, and then over time, you, you start realising how big of an how big it really is playing for your hometown. Yeah, you mentioned obviously you. You had Benny Westwood back in your shirt and you're your Warrington fan all your life. Is it fair to say it's both the file, uh, a childhood dream when obviously Warrington came knocking and you obviously made the move? Yeah, 100%. Um, like I say, it's something that, you know, I, tur I turned Warrington down when I was 14 and I turned them down again when I was when I was 17, um, 16, something like that, just before I was going into the academy. You know, I, I turned them down then and, you know, it's something I felt like if I did it, if it, if I didn't do it there, then and then, there and then at the time when they offered me the deal, uh, you know, I felt like it's something that might never happen, might never come up again. So, you know, it felt like I needed to do it there then. Otherwise, you know, because you never know, it could be an injury around the corner. 
football doesn't happen, but it could end your career. And, you know, I always wanted to say that, you know, I'll play for my hometown, I've represented my hometown. So I had to take the opportunity. And, uh, you know, it's certainly been working out the last 18 months or so. So. Hmm. Like fair to say, it's the third time looking back in 2019, once he got the money wanted. Yeah, yeah, I suppose you could say that. Um, yeah, I suppose you can. And obviously, just looking at you this season, obviously, Warrington, you established yourself this year uh, in the first team each week. What was it like playing each week? I know most weeks sometimes come off the bench for your starting. What was it like? Um, yeah, you know, it was a, you know, I've always backed myself to be able to play week in, week out. Um, I've always had that sort of self-confidence in myself to know that I could cope with it. And, you know, I've, I, I remember coming into this year and just saying to myself, like, what's got me to where, where I have? And that's just by being me and, and playing the way I play rather than just trying to play like a robot. So, you know, I went into this year just, you know, with the utmost confidence after a decent pre-season and, um, you know, and just told myself to back myself at every opportunity. And then, you know, it's, the, the season's gone pretty well. You know, I've been, like you say, I've been playing um, pretty much every week, playing some decent minutes at times. And, you know, I feel like that's all that's all they ever needed um, was, you know, a, a chance in a way. Like, I feel like I always back myself to be able to, to show what I can do and, and, and whatnot. It's just getting that opportunity. And, you know, this year I, I got a few opportunities on a couple of occasions where I could go out there and express myself on the pitch and, and show what I'm show what I can do. Just touching on obviously you and, and Davil, the two hookers at Warrington both starting, what has he added to your game? Um you know it's, 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 it's when people ask me this it's a it's a strange one really because uh, you know with me and Daz like we, we never really do one one to one work and and, and mm. he, he never really gives me like advice in a way. Don't get me wrong, he would do it if I asked but, you know, I mean, I don't, it's just more just watching him and, and, and watching how he plays and watching how he trains, like stuff that he does in training and obviously stuff that he does in a game. I just pick up on a few little things every now and then. I think, yeah, I'll take that, I'll, I'll use that myself or, um, you know, or it might be something that he does a little bit better than me and, and I look at that and I think, like, okay, I'll try that. And But, you know, it's, you know, Daz is an unbelievable player and, you know, on his day, he's, he's one of the best out there. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a pleasure to, you know, be studying under him um, at the minute. And, um, you know, hopefully it can it can keep on going and hopefully we can have a pretty successful year again this year. And the, obviously this season coming up, it's a period of change. Obviously, Steve Price has, has left. What was he like as a coach at the time you were there under, under him? Yeah, you know... Uh, Price is a, he's a, he's a really good fellow, you know what I mean? Not just obviously in training, off the field too. He's always, you know, just a phone call away if you ever need anything. So, uh, you know, and at the same time, you know, the, it, we, as you do with any manager, you have your ups and downs and, and you know, you, you, you have your disagreements and stuff. But, you know, with, with Price, I feel like he's, he's definitely helped my game improve. Uh, you know, I think the first... 12 months probably or so, 18 months at Warrington was um, a little bit slow on, on, on my own behalf. Um, but, you know, that was probably due to a few off-field things with myself too, uh, which, you know what I mean, I, I probably never helped myself on really. And then obviously on the field stuff, you know, I wasn't getting many, many much game time and, and you know, I weren't, I weren't be getting out there to show what I could do. And, 
you know, it was sort of, it was a really frustrating one at first because I knew that I always, like I said, I knew that I could always do it. It was just being given that opportunity and then um, coming out of lockdown last year and just before lockdown last year, you know, we... He, he was giving me a few, um, a few, a few more games and a little bit, a little bit longer minutes, and you know, I, I hope I've um, repaid the faith in him in terms of what I could do. And you know, he's don't get me wrong; it took twelve months for us to get there, but you know, he's he's definitely a coach that I've learned a lot off on in terms of the, um, the 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 off your ball stuff, so your hard work and stuff in D and and, and grafting grafting your arse off. So he's definitely someone that I've learned a lot from. Obviously, being a player under him, is he is he a good man management coach? Who who plays there? Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, um, you know, like I say, if there's any off the field stuff, you know, he's always there. He's always a phone call away if you need anything. And you know, I feel like you've got to be like that with your players when you're a coach. You know, you've got to. You've got to know the ins and outs of, you know what I mean, like their, their family and, you know, you've got to know their girlfriend's name or whatever, you know what I mean, because it just makes it more of a, a comfortable in, environment then. And, you know, I feel like Bryce is definitely good at um, good in that sense. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, Dal Powell's coming. Have you had a chance to speak to him yet? I know you're obviously, obviously with England at the moment. Um, yeah, yeah, I met him up on Monday, Monday, uh, Monday morning. Uh, I had a couple of conversations with him earlier on in the year anyway um, in regards to obviously contracts and stuff like that and you know and then I met up with him properly on, on Monday um, and you know we had a pretty we had a pretty good conversation probably about 45 50 minutes long sat in his office um, you know listening to our, like you know how he wants to play and you know he's a, he's definitely a coach that I'm excited to work with because you know the stuff that he's done with with Paul McShane, I think, you know, borderline like incredible. You know, in a way, because at the time when Paul McShane first went to Castleford, you know, he, he, he nobody probably thought he was going to get to the heights of what he is today, and and now he's, you know, I mean, he's one of the best nines, not only in the country but in in the world. So you know, it's something that I'm certainly excited to to work with. Is Paul McShane one of the hookers in Super League? Like you, obviously, you look up look up to him. Uh, want to play like, if you know what I mean? Um, yeah, definitely. You know, I think there's a few decent hookers in, in the Super League where, you know, I look at him and think, you know, I can take bits off his game. And, um, you know, and I feel like, yeah, Paul McShane is definitely one of them. Um, you know, both pr- pretty similar builds, both both pretty small, um, stumpy little things. And, you know, um, it's, it's, he's definitely someone that I look at and, 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 and try and take bits from and, and try and uh, mould my game around in a, in a way. Mm. Obviously, with England at the moment, obviously you played for Knights last Friday. I'm going to pass back over to you because I know he's got a couple of questions regarding that for you. Uh, so obviously, representing England Knights, it's not quite the first team, but it's still like a young, up-and-coming team. How did it feel to play against Jamaica last week? Yeah, you know, it was obviously a, a really good occasion. I think, uh, you know, it, it, is, it is the stepping stone to the first team and you know, but at the same time, it's good to obviously get a few different international games in and amongst that. Like, played for them against PNG a few years ago, and then um, you know I got got to play against Jamaica again the other night, and you know just being able to play against the uh, you know de- decent players and and play at an international standard, it's um, it's definitely a, something that's only going to benefit and um, obviously the, the the next up and coming um, generation of players in Super League.
And how did it feel captaining that side and being able to lead them out of the jungle? Yeah, it was it was a it was an honour, mate. I'm not, you know, I can't I can't say it weren't. It's something that you know any any big rugby league fan or rugby, rugby player, you know, they, they want to do. You know, they want everyone wants to captain the country one day, and you know, I've 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 had that honour now of doing that, and uh, you know, hopefully I've got many more to come, and you know, it's certainly a moment that I'll definitely I'll definitely look at, look back at in a few years time and. Be really proud of. Obviously, Paul Anderson's kind of been part of the England youth set up for a couple of years now. What's it like playing under him uh, this time around, and obviously in the past as well? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's good. Uh, you know, he gives you that freedom to play and and uh, you know, a bit play expansive rugby, which you know, for myself, I feel like it definitely works. Um, off the cuff stuff, I feel like that's probably what I'm, I'm, I'm better at rather than. You know, you, you structured stuff. Uh, you know, playing what's in front of me, I feel like that's my my, my bet. I I will play me better rugby, and you know that's certainly what um, Paul Anderson tries to coach into us. Well, he did he did last week anyway. He tried, you know, for us to play expansive rugby and play with a little bit of freedom. And you know, with the players that we had in the team, you know, you will Price, your Michael Lewis's, and you know, I could probably name them all. It's something that we, you know, it definitely benefited us all. Would you say now that the World Cup's been moved forward a year, would you say that you're trying to personally aim for that first team spot again, or is it more? Um, yeah, definitely. You know, I, I, like I say, I, I said before, you know, I back myself, or you know, I back myself to be able to compete with, you know, the the best the best out there, and, and you know, hopefully, I can I can have a decent year this year and and improve myself, and you know, who knows? And I'm not going to put too much pressure on myself in terms of saying like you've got to get into, you know, you've got to be in the World Cup team or anything like that. I'm not going to pressurise myself. It's you know more just whatever happens happens, and you know if I, if I, if I have a decent year, then hopefully I can prove myself and hopefully get into it. And, you know, it's definitely something that I'd I'd, uh, I'd want to do. Um, but like I say, I'm not putting too much pressure on myself. You said you don't want to put too much pressure on yourself. Have you set any personal goals for next season? Any personal aims that you want to achieve? Um, with me, make me feel. You know, when I spoke with Daryl Powell on Monday, you know, we, we talked about goal setting and stuff. And you know, with me, I'm more just a short term goal setter rather than a long term. Um, you know, I, I prefer the little wins. You know, like continuous little wins and you know my first my first little goal is to try and prove myself to Dow Powell as to why I can be in that 17 every week and you know I've got pre-season to do that and hopefully by the time the season comes back around um, hopefully I've proved that to him and hopefully I'm in the starting 17 and uh, you know that's my first goal and then if he achieves that um, you know I'll, I'll look to the next one uh, you know I don't like looking too far ahead because you never know what's around the corner you know Cheers. No problem, mate. Just, um, just touching back on, obviously, the night's game. After the game, you were called up to the senior side. I know thought process, is that kind of an achievement in itself? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, you know, when Sean Wayne called me on, on Saturday when I was uh, on my way home from England night's camp and, you know, he told me that I, he told me that I was in and, you know, in in my head, you know, I mean, I probably knew that. Well, I did. I did. You know, I I, I might not play. I'm probably not going to play um, against France. But you know, just being around the place and 
you know, being able to train with, you know, the best players in the country, it's something that, you know, it's something that I'm definitely honoured to do and it's definitely a good experience for myself and it's a good learning curve, you know, being able to, to, to you know, see how the, how the best of the best do it and, you know, it's certainly something already that um, I feel like I've, I've gained a lot from and there's definitely a few things that I'm going to take back into pre-season this year off some of the lads that have um, obviously been training with this week. And with knowing you were calling on the podcast, we put out a couple of uh, tweets on our Twitter and our Instagram asking for some questions to put to you, Danny. So it's all right. We're going to throw some at you now, if that's all right. All right, yeah. Okay, so Tom's asked, who was your idol growing up? My idol growing up, it was, I've already mentioned him, uh, probably would say Benny Westwood, yeah. Uh, I've got to throw him into the mix. Uh, he's my rugby, rugby, well, rugby idol and I'm not going to say hero because I don't want him to know that he's my hero. Uh, but no, he's definitely me, me, me idol. Uh, in terms of in terms of other sports, I've got to say Stevie G. Mm-hmm. No absolute legend and someone you know you, you you'll say yourself you know you're a big Liverpool fan yourself so yeah. you know Stevie G's the man. Um, Adam, what's the feeling like in the Warrington camp with Del Powell making his first appearance and how? Positives are you looking for next year? Um, yeah, you know, uh, we've not all been together as a group yet. Um, obviously, with, with Daryl, uh, we've only met him all one-on-one. Um, so until, obviously, we, we're in as a team in for pre-season, I, I, you know, it was a tough one really to answer. But, you know, when, when it got announced last year that um, obviously Daryl Powell was coming in, it was certainly something that, you know, amongst the group that we were looking forward to, um, you know, because the some of the stuff that he's achieved over at Cass with, you know, probably the the, you know, I don't know, I don't know disrespect to Cass as a team because I think they're a great team. It's a great club, but you know they haven't got the same facilities that we've got at Warrington, and you know they've not got the same backing um, as what we've got at Warrington. So, and to see the job that he's done there, and and you know he he took them from probably a mid-table team to a team that's constantly going to be challenging now. Um, you know, I think it's, it's definitely something that's going that's exciting uh, myself and and the the rest of the boys. Um, obviously, later on we have Chris Hill on the podcast coming on. Um, so what? So someone's asked, what impact did he have on your first season at the Wolves? Yeah, you know, with with Chris Hill, uh, you know, he's, he's. I remember when I first signed there, and you know, there was a bit of a between obviously the fans and stuff going on about that occasion that happened in 2017 with, you know, me, me and Chill and, you know, that's something that just happens on the field, you know what I mean? It was, it was nothing, it was a nothing moment, but, you know, with Chill was more like a, a dad figure in the mm-hmm. changing room to me. Um, you know, he was someone, same as Benny Westwood, you know, that I used to sit in the stands and watch and, you know, I had the pleasure to play with him and pleasure to get him to know him as a person and, you know, he's someone that I definitely class as one of me, one of my close mates now, and you know, he's a he's an absolute legend of a bloke, and he I've definitely took a lot from him, and in terms of leadership and the way he holds himself around the place, and um, and uh, and the way he is off the field too. So, you know, he's he's an absolute legend of a bloke, and I can do nothing but be grateful to to meet him, and you know he's a good fella so you'll have him on here in a bit I'm sure you'll have a little bit of banter with him as well he's one of them. and what what's what what's your favourite ground to play at apart from obviously the Harold Jones 
Um, my favourite ground to play at. So obviously you've got your Wiggins, your Saints, the unbelievable games. You know what I mean when you play at them, when you play at their their, their stadiums. You know it's always packed out with Warrington fans and, and their fans. But you know it's a weird one. And, and I actually said this last week in camp at nights um, when when I was there. I love playing at the jungle. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Uh, I, I think it's just how hostile it is and how our Old school it is. I love it. I think it's, it's brilliant. Don't get me wrong. I don't like the showers after the game. Like you know what I mean. But um, I love the stadium and, and and I love the feeling that it gives you. Plus, it's a short pitch as well, which suits my little legs. You know what I mean. Is it the fact the fans are so tightly packed in and tight to the uh, the pitch that it probably adds that atmosphere? Yeah, I reckon so. Uh, you know, it's not. It's obviously not the biggest stadium that there is, but. It feels like it's one of the biggest because obviously they're right on top of you, and you know you you you, you have an attack penalty and they're only stood five meters away from you, giving you all sorts of abuse. You know what I mean? So it's it's definitely something that um, you know I, I I enjoy and yeah, like I say, it's definitely one of my favourite stadiums to play at. And just a couple of last one is who's the funniest at Warrington, and you've got any story you could tell us? Funniest at Warrington. See, it's, it's, a, it's a weird one, this fight, because there's a few really big characters, don't get me wrong. Yeah, you've obviously mm-hmm. got your Jake Mammals, your Tom Ryan, and in complete, in, in their own bubbles, you know what I mean? They're, they're one of their own, a pair of them. Uh, both really funny in, the, in, the, in their own way. Uh, and then you've got, like, say, you've got Chris Hill, I think, just naturally just, just got something that just makes me laugh, and I don't know what it is. Um, I think it's just his, his dry sense of humour. He says stuff and which really he probably shouldn't say, and it just it just really tickles me up. Um, but you know, you got a few few big characters, few funny lads, and you know, I think the the, the banter that we've all got um, over at Warrington, it's definitely something that you know it's it's it's, it's really good to be about. Around. But now moving back on to obviously Warrington, when when is it you start back into pre-season? Is it a couple of weeks? Um, you know, it's a good question, mate. I, I don't genuinely have a date yet um, because obviously, you know, I was meant to be the 15th of November, um, but then obviously got into the, the senior team. So I'm not sure whether it's going to be the week after or the week after that. And I, I know the staff are having a meet up, I think, today. So hopefully find out a little bit later on. Uh, but no, I couldn't. I know the majority of the boys are in on the 15th. We had um, Harvey Levet on the podcast uh, last week, it was, and he, he was mentioned about the uh, the running aspect of pre-season that he wasn't a big fan of. Are you the, are you the same? Or are you t- Arby's not going to like it, though. Arby's not <laughs> going to like it. He hates anything to do with conditioning, gym. He hates it all. Um, but with me, I don't mind it. Um, the, lo- the longer distance stuff, I'm not built for, as you can tell. You know, short, stumpy thing. Not built for the long distances. But, you know, the short, the short sharp stuff, down and ups. Um, you know, I don't actually mind. At the time, I've got a load of head noise and I don't, really don't want to do it. But, you know, it's something that benefits me and something that I, I, I do enjoy. Obviously, you spoke about, you spoke to Daryl Powell on Monday. What is your aims for this season coming up then? Um, my aims for this season, so like, like I said before, my first aim is to, first and foremost, prove to him why I should be in the team every week. And, um, you know, I... After that, you know, I just want to, like I said, I don't want to put too much pressure on myself. I want 
want to go out there and you know do a very similar do a better job than what I've done this year and you know just keep proving people uh, proving proving to people what I can do and you know and, and um, keep backing myself keep enjoying my rugby I think that's my main one just enjoying my rugby and, and you know not like I say not putting too much pressure on myself and any anything that happens in terms of England or anything like that and you know it's definitely a bonus that um, I'd be proud of. Just an interesting one for me personally. We've had a few players on who don't watch the sport. Obviously, obviously the player, but they don't watch it if it's on TV. Are you one of them as well, or do you watch it if it's on? You know, watch the games. Um, no, I can't say that, that I don't. You know, I went through a period, like I say, my first twelve to eighteen months at Warrington. You know, where I wasn't in the right um, mind mindset. Uh, so around then, no, um, I probably weren't watching it. As much as what I probably should, well, what I probably used to, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, once I refound the love of playing rugby and uh, I started to enjoy it again, um, you know, I've, I, I'm, I am a bit of a rugby geek. I do love rugby, and you know, I'm always, but I've, I've had to stop now with obviously a little and little and on the way. But mm-hmm. you know, I've been coaching down at Crossfields all this year, and you know, it's something that I really enjoy doing. So you know, I, I do what I do watch the rugby when I'm on. I struggled watching the grand final um, the other week because obviously you know it's something that I want to be I want to be involved in myself. So you know it was definitely a jealous jealous thing to do sitting there and watch it, and I found that a tough tough watch. But you know I do I do, I do watch as many games as I can because you know it's it's definitely there's some things on there that I learn off, and especially the NRL games. Love watching them ones. And what do you do in your spare time if it's not got have you got a week off from obviously the club or the rugby? What what do you do for fun in your spare time? Um, see, I'm, I'm I'm struggling for a hobby at the minute. Um, you know I've been trying my best to get into a little bit of golf. Um, but you know it's, it's it's I don't know what it is. I do I, I need I need to go out there and play a game of it and see where it takes me. Uh, but I do struggle with the hobbies. I used to love the PlayStation. Completely gone off it. Couldn't tell you last time I turned it on. Uh, really, all I do at the minute, mate, is chill out. That is all I do. I've got to, I've got to chill out as much as I can for these next three weeks because um, you know I've got a baby on the way in, in three weeks' time. So once once uh, little girls here, uh, you know, I, I, there's not going to be not going to be much time for me to chill. So that's all I really do. Three weeks. Three weeks. More perfect time as preseason starts as well, surely. Well, this is, well, hopefully, hopefully they give me a, a couple more weeks off, so I'll get you know a little bit of time to spend with them. Mm-hmm. And there's, just to finish off, there's a, a section on the on the podcast that I've introduced called the Rugby League Sevens, Danny, which is a sevens team that you uh, choose from players you've played with for your career so far. Uh, you can either put yourself in the team or you can be the coach. So who are you choosing? I'll be the coach, I reckon. All right. I reckon I'm going to be the coach, you know. I um, feel like I've got the, got it in me. Um, oh, you, you've, you've stung me here, you know. was not I expecting this. I reckon I've got to go with Seth Ratchford full-back. Um, I've got to go with him. Safe, safe as houses at the back. Experienced. Um, you know, he, he's got a bit of everything in his locker, so I've got to go with Steph at full-back. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, rugby sevens, who are we going to go with? I'm going to have to have a big one in there, then. I'm going to have to be a big athletic fella. I'll go with Mike Cooper, I reckon. I can't throw Mike Cooper in there. Engine, yeah. got a good engine on him. Physical, decent skill. Throw him in. Who's your two uh, wingers? A couple of wingers. Ooh. I reckon Corey Thompson over there with this. Didn't yeah. play with him that long, but I've got to throw him in. Um, off the cuff stuff, unbelievable that. Um, and then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna throw a, a, a wild one in the mix. I'm gonna go Matty Ashton sevens game. You need yeah. speed. rapid. You need get Matty Ashton in the team. Um, so I'm gonna forget it now. You got four. You need another. You need another big lad. Yeah, can another big lad? Is that what I need? Mm. And a hooker as well. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it mobile, right? Mm-hmm. I, I was gonna throw Chris Hill in the mix, but I reckon yeah. he's too slow, um, so we can't have chilling. Uh, I'm gonna go Ben Curry. He's gonna be my big lad. Yeah. Ben Curry's gonna be me other big lad. You no know, skillful as fast as anything, strong. And then a hooker. Yeah, you know it's, it's obvious, and it you've got to go with Daz, But I, I love yeah. Aaron. I love Aaron Eremaya though. I love him. Because of what he did for me when I was a kid. Um, it's your team. Your team you choose. I'm stuck. I'm, I'm completely stuck. But you know what? I'm a winner. I'm a winner. So I want Daz in the team. You know, I need the pace to get Daz in. You've got one more. can be any really position, really. I'm going to have to go for an half-back, ain't I? You need someone creative. Yeah. Gaz. Ooh, Gaz or George, where do we go here? Where do we go? Oh, you've got me. You've got me here. Oh, I've got with Gaz because I played with him longer. As much as I like George, as much as me and George went on, I've got to go with Gaz. And just to finish off, last question. Yeah. Make you think even more now. If I give you four years to train for any Olympic events, what event would you choose? What was that, sorry, mate? Say again, you cracked up. If if I give you four years to train for any Olympic event to compete in the Olympics, oh, what God. event would you choose to train for? Oh, God. I can't say 100 metres. I'd get absolutely smoked. Um, oh. Believe it or not, Harvey Levette went for a swimmer. Swimmer? He can't swim. Swimmer. He's swimming with him. He can't He's got swim. four years to train for it. Yeah, but he still... I, I don't I reckon it'd take him longer than four years. <laughs> um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go weightlifting. I reckon I've got it in there. Round my yeah. weight class. You know, I, I reckon I'd be decent at that. Yeah. I'll weightlifting, that's, yeah. that's the first one we've had, weightlifting. That's a good, good choice. Yeah, yeah. Plus, yeah, yeah, yeah good choice. Not, not much training either. That's it. you just got to sit there on a bench or on a squat rack and... Mm-hmm. Lift a bit of weight. You don't have to. You don't have to get. Uh, you don't have to be running about and that. But you can get fit. <laughs> well, that's everything from us, Danny. We thanks for coming on the league with you. We appreciate your time and all the best, obviously, for next season with the Wolves. Yes, mate. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me.